Well, Pete Buttigieg, once again, is calling the bluff, calling Republican bluffs. He's saying, hey, guys, remember, you are the guys who didn't want regulations. Now, as soon as the accident happened. You hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Started to talk as if you wanted regulations and some of you now are backing out. Like as if... The rail lobby got to you. Folks, this is what it's all about. We have to keep the pressure on. I want you to listen to this segment. Uh, these, well, it's a, a few cuts from, from the segment he did on Morning Joe. See how Morning Joe handled the appropriate questioning, and then we'll take it on the other side. Two questions for you. You previously had expressed some regret uh, that it, it took you a few days to get to the site. Um, first question, is President Biden planning on traveling? And second question, what more can Congress could be done here? What more can they step in, and particularly when it comes to uh, punitive action for railroad companies that violate safety regulations? So on the first question, uh, uh, what I do know is that the president cares a lot about this issue. He's spoken uh, repeatedly with, with me and uh, and other senior members of the administration about what can be done both to support the community and to hold these railroads accountable. Uh, in terms of uh, how that accountability works, look, right now, one very frustrating thing for us as an agency uh, is that there is a legal cap uh, in the six figures, and uh, even on the most extreme violations uh, of hazardous material rules that my department enforces. And just imagine what a low six-figure fine means to a multi-billion dollar company uh, like the, the Class 1 freight railroads. Now, uh, EPA has other authorities. They're using those authorities uh, to, to hold Norfolk Southern accountable. But on the safety regulation side, uh, I really think Congress should raise that cap. And by the way, uh, proposing to do that is one of the features of the bipartisan legislation uh, led by Senator Brown and Senator Vance that is uh, moving forward in, in the Senate. That's just one example of something that, that could make a difference. Uh, but there are so many steps, some of which, to be clear, we've been underway on uh, since this administration arrived. Others that would require help from Congress. But I think there's a real moment here. Uh, look, some of the uh, uh, House and Senate Republicans who were uh, very quick to uh, to criticize when, when this case happened mm -hmm. are now saying, well, well, we, we're not so sure we want to regulate. Uh, but others, to their credit, uh, Republicans and Democrats have stepped forward and said, yes, this is the time to have more accountability and do more for safety on, on America's rails. Mr. Secretary, as you just pointed out, uh, there are a number of high hazard trains on the rails in this country, and there have been toxic chemical spills around East Palestine prior to this one in that county and other places in Ohio and certainly around the country. But when you get into talking about why this happened, and even though it's called 100% preventable by the chairman of the NTSB, when you get into talking about that, the, the, the talk tends to make the railroad lobbyists sound like the equals of the gun lobby, that nothing can be done because they're so powerful. One of the aspects that you mentioned is fines for the railroad. What, how are the fines set? What would this company be have to have to be paid, have to pay as a fine, given they make millions of dollars? And what can be done to hike the fine up that it's mind-bogglingly high? 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, again, I can't speak to the findings that are still coming back from the investigation of this incident uh, and whether a violation is going to be found there. But what I will say is that when a violation is found, there is this uh, statutory uh, limit on on the, the fines that we can assess. And uh, I think that they need to be much tougher. The, the legislation uh, that's uh, been put forward in the Senate is one example of a way to do that. Uh, I think it pegs it to uh, 1% uh, of, uh, of the company's income. And uh, that's something that uh, would be more likely to get their attention than uh, $225,000 or so, uh, which is the legal maximum, even in a case that results in a fatality. Now, again, I, I do want to say that there is other work being done on the EPA side to hold them accountable for the cleanup. That's already happening, and they're they're already paying for that. And by the way, that's an example of why we need a strong EPA. So uh, a lot of the same voices uh, uh, who have been uh, quick to get onto this issue were trying to dismantle the EPA just uh, a couple of uh, three years ago. Uh, and now we're seeing an example of how the EPA is uh, delivering accountability and helping to make sure uh, that Norfolk Southern cleans up the mess that it made. But here on the transportation policy side, uh, whether we're talking about fines, whether we're talking about standards, uh, whether we're talking about technology, there is clearly more to be done. And, uh, you know, the, the power of the railroad uh, lobby is enormous. I've, uh, I've seen it for myself. Uh, you know, there was a rule having to do with braking. Again, I'm not going to make any claims about uh, how that might have applied in this case. But there was a rule about braking that, that was put in under the Obama administration in 2015. Uh, there were five lawsuits in different jurisdictions to uh, to try to take it down, and uh, they went after Congress, and they went to this agency. And sure enough, uh, eventually that uh, that rule got stripped away. So that's just one example of the muscle that that railroad lobby can flex in this city. But I really believe there is a chance to have a change in direction right now. So as you see, folks, uh, Pete Buttigieg hit the nail on the head. One, we had breaking uh, breaking laws in. You guys under the Trump administration got rid of it. We also had, uh, we, we have fines that are too small. We don't have the ability to raise fines anymore. But most importantly, you guys wanted to get rid of the EPA. We said, no, we want to keep a strong EPA. And now in East Palestine, they are happy that ultimately speaking, the folks who are going to be responsible for cleaning up is going to be the company under the auspices or directed by the EPA saying, this is your job to clean up. Let's hope there aren't some phantom laws that come out to protect these guys from cleaning up the utter mess that's likely going to cost them billions to clean up. Hopefully, it will bankrupt them and turn them into a company that we as the people can acquire. The rail should belong to us anyway. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.